Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about working with professionals to give them the tools to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to do that by talking with someone who is an author. She has her PhD. She she does everything. Holy cow, you talk about a renaissance woman. Our guest today is going to hit every button possible. And, you know, so that's what we're going to talk about is how you can do it all, how she's done everything that she has, because I think she looks like she's maybe 18 years old. Um, And so please join me in welcoming Dr. Don Karima to our program today. Thank you so much for asking me to join you. I'm really humbled and honored to be here. Well, you know, we really are going to have so much fun today because I love talking with people who really aren't going to talk about the nuts and bolts. You know, we have a lot of of my guests will walk us through, here's how to use social media. Here's Mm -hmm. how to do direct marketing. You know, all of these various things. And that's needed. You know, that's why we have them on the program. But I also love talking with people about how they've gone through their journeys, both professionally and um, personally, to get to where they are. And I think you're going to be absolutely fascinating in that discussion. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm very excited. <laughs> well, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So Dr. Don Karima is a two-time Global Music Award winner, a Native American Music Award winner, and an Indigenous Artist Activist Award winner. This media personality and spiritual inspiration is also an Indigenous Music Award nominee who hosts an award-winning radio talk show, A Conversation with Don Karima. She has two award-winning CDs, The Desire of Nations and The Stars of Heaven. She is the author of What to Do If You Don't Know What to Do and the co-author of Children Learn What They Read, a book about multiculturalism in children's literature. Dr. Karima is the author of two novels, The Way We Make Sense, which was a finalist for the Native American First Book Award, and The Marriage of Saints, a volume in the University of Oklahoma's American Indian Studies series, and a finalist for the New Mexico Book Award. This Muskogee Echota Shell Shaker, Women's Traditional Southern Cloth Powwow Dancer, Jingle Dress Dancer, Indigenous Theologian, Filmmaker, and Journalist, And this is what gets me. How in the heck then did you have time to do all this? She is a graduate of Harvard University who holds an MFA in creative writing from The Ohio State University and a Ph.D. conducted at University of Kentucky Trinity Seminary. Her home is the Koala Boundary Reservation in Cherokee, North Carolina. A prominent speaker, educator, artist and consultant, she is available to hire for speaking engagements, presentations, media making academic instruction, consultations, performances, storytelling, and cultural education. I got tired just reading that. Holy cow, Dr. Karima. Fascinating. I love this. (laughs) So do I. (laughs) You know, I haven't been alive all that long, but I've been very busy since I got here. (laughs) Right. You know, and I think that's, you know, one of the things that people, you know, need to understand is, You can do all of these things. And I think so many times we put limits on ourselves. And in particular, I think women do that because we think, well, this is what we're supposed to do. So how is it that you have done such phenomenal things in really a short period of time? Hmm. Well, first of all, I have to say that all the glory goes to God. Of course. Mm -hmm. And that's really how. I have a lot of help. Mm-hmm. I started my career actually as a small child. I mean, the first time I ever sang professionally, I was a preschooler. Wow. And so I really started from the beginning, you know, modeling commercials and that mm-hmm. led to pageants and that led to broadcasting. And here we are now. Mm-hmm. But I had a family that uh, basically recognized gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. They believed in the idea of a calling that each of us has a calling. We Mm -hmm. have gifts and talents and a purpose and a destiny in this life. Mm -hmm. And so I was encouraged to get on my path and stay on the path. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, I've been singing professionally since I was a small child. I started modeling and commercials and acting and all that as a child. And so it's pretty much just the continuation of it. Mm -hmm. And so when people say, well, how did you have time to do so much? Well, I started early. Right. And that's something I think a lot of times we can remember, especially for our youth, when we see gifts in our children and grandchildren and people that we teach and our nieces and nephews, we can nurture those gifts now. Mm -hmm. you know, we don't have to wait. There's no magic age. You know, when you turn 18 right. or 21 or 22, then you start living. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you can start early. You know, I think that's really important. I mean, my first published piece, I think I was in the third grade. Mm -hmm. So I think we see who people are, even as children. Right. And it's our job then as family members and loved ones and friends of these children to nurture those gifts. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened to me. Right. You know, and, and it is so important that we encourage children when they are young. Um, you know, and, and sometimes that's, that's hard, especially for parents who are, you know, working and, you know, unable to spend as much time as they would like to with their children. You know, and, and so they, they miss maybe some of those moments. So sometimes that's where having the extended network of family, of friends, can really help out to help these children see just what their gifts truly are. Mm -hmm. I think so. But I also think this goes for adults as well. I have right. a new book out on Kindle called What to Do If You Don't Know What to Do. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I think adults can do at this point, at any point in your life, you can stop and take an inventory of your gifts, your talents, mm -hmm. what you like and enjoy doing. What is it that when you do it, people seem to really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, when you do this, people respond like that. Right. Maybe people ask you to do this. You know, I knew I was on to something when everybody asked me to sing. Mm -hmm. Right. I would go to meetings and conferences and I would be the speaker and there would be no singing. And people would say, well, while you're here, can you sing? Right. Yeah. Since you're available. <laughs> yeah. Since you're standing there with a mic in your hand. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we can all do. And we can do it again and again throughout our lives because we grow. Mm -hmm. We change. Anything that doesn't grow isn't alive. Right. And so we change throughout our lives, too. You get new gifts and, mm -hmm. and refine those talents and you grow in different ways. And I think that's a very important thing for us to remember, too, that there's no youth limit mm -hmm. <laughs> or right. age limit on destiny. Mm -hmm. It can happen and you can be a person that walks in your path of purpose and destiny at any time mm -hmm. during well, and it's funny because as you say this, I just realized that this week is an inspirational week because the guest on the program earlier this week was um, Elizabeth Rents, I'm sorry, and she was talking about breakthrough your own way. And the same thing about how, you know, we can at any point in time decide to make a change. You know, just because we've always worked for X company or we've always done that or always done this, it doesn't mean that we can't change. And, of course, the, the big thing is change is scary. You know, it's, it's in so many cases much nicer just to stay where we were. But in our soul, we know that's not where we're supposed to be. And I think that's where sometimes, you know, as you mentioned, other people have to point out, hey, you know, hello, you need to be doing this. Mm. I think one of the things that we forget about change is that change is usually subtle before it's drastic. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I talk about in my new book, What to Do If You Don't Know What to Do, is the fact that we can make some preparations in our hearts and minds before we even have to make any changes. Right. And so when we talk about, for instance, change, a lot of times people are fearful of change or they see it as a shocking, drastic thing. Mm -hmm. But a lot of change starts in our hearts first. Right. You know, if I decide that I'm going to be a person who uses my gifts and talents to the maximum of my ability, then that will make it easier to shift. Mm -hmm. Like in my case, I shifted from modeling to broadcasting. Mm -hmm. But because I'd already decided I would use my talents in the most effective way possible at mm -hmm. every life stage, I understood that some stages are seasonal. Right. And we all understand that when it comes to the calendar, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we, Unless you're in Antarctica, I guess, or someplace like that, a lot of us live in places where the seasons change. Mm -hmm. And we don't ever throw up our hands and go, I can't believe this. Right. What? Leaves are falling off the tree? What is yeah. happening? You know, yeah. We don't 
panic, right? Because right. we know that there are what? Seasons to think. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so, if you don't know that, it could be terrifying. Right. And it's there that way, obviously, with our life. You know, we're, we're youth. We're teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, then, then we grow. We have families, you know, all these various things. And then, then we reach the, you know, what the heck are we going to do in retirement stage? And, you know, entering each one of those gracefully and open to what's going to happen, I think, makes such a big difference as opposed to the what the heck am I going to do now phase. Well, I think also one thing about seasons is that the calendar tells us that they're coming. Mm -hmm. Well, so does life. Right. For example, we all were children Mm -hmm. and we all had older brothers or sisters who grew up Mm -hmm. and we saw that. Right. We all had grandparents. We all have aunts and uncles. We all have people in different seasonal stages. Mm -hmm. Well, that means, guess what? That's going to happen to us as well. Right. And so I think part of it, you know, an emergency is only an emergency if you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we're prepared that at every stage of our life, even in the seasons, there are changes in the seasons. Mm-hmm. December might be different than January, mm-hmm. but it's all wintertime. Right. So I think that's an important thing for us to remember. Even in our careers, there are mm-hmm. seasons and stages. Even in our, if you own your own business, there are seasons. There are seasons of development, and then there are seasons of growth, and then there are seasons of, you know, organic growth, and then there are seasons of expansion, and perhaps there are seasons of change in that. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to, first of all, make up our minds that change is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a caterpillar and you get to become a butterfly, change right. is good. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> You might have been really rocking it as that caterpillar, but wow, now you get to be a butterfly. Right. And I think that the key is to find the gifts that are in every season. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think about most of us don't want to stay in the fourth grade forever. Right. Right. We've been in the fourth grade. It was good. Okay. We got graham crackers. Let's see what's next. And I think that's how we have to think about stages of life. Mm -hmm. The other thing about stages of life that's really important is that we get to be the same person with the same gifts and talents. Right. We're just using them differently, or we're Mm -hmm. using one talent more than we're using another. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know for my, I just recently won my second Global Music Award. And that was wonderful. That is wonderful. I'm super Mm -hmm. excited about that. But there was a stage in my life where I sang a lot more than I do now. Mm -hmm. Now people invite me. I travel all over the world, and I get to speak. And I speak much more than I sing. And I remember when I realized that that was happening, mm-hmm. that people were inviting me now as a speaker, come mm-hmm. and talk to us, which I really love to speak. And that's mm-hmm. a wonderful thing. And I'm always happy when people contact me and invite me to speak. But I remember when that was happening and I thought, well, I can still sing. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't like suddenly right. I couldn't Why sing. Why aren't they asking me anymore? But I wasn't even mm-hmm. bothered by it because what I knew is it's just like a toolbox. Right. Sometimes you need a hammer. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need a wrench. Right. And so I think when we look at it that way, then change doesn't feel like it's taking something from us mm-hmm. or depriving us. Right. And, and I again, think about we can that. make that choice. You know, you mm-hmm. could have said, nope, I'm, I'm not going to speak. I want to choose mm-hmm. to only sing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that was, you know, that might not have been the right decision because, you know, forces were obviously pushing you towards speaking. But again, it is our decision. Mm. And I think that's a really great thing that you're saying, but I believe the best decisions we ever make are the ones we make before we need to make the decision. Mm-hmm. And so if we make up in our mind, I will use my gifts and talents. Right. All in of whatever them, way. In whatever way. Mm-hmm. We'll be a lot more flexible and a lot more uh, peaceful in our right. lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that can be, you know, I'm going to be the best employee I can. You know, mm-hmm. the best mother, the best, you know, step parent, you know, the best business owner, whatever it is. And then, as you said, then as things shift and change, we're like, oh, okay, here's what we're going to do now. Right. And I think one thing that we can all do is learn the lesson in this season Mm -hmm. for later. Right. What's the, I mean, a lot of us are concerned about learning from now. Mm -hmm. Well, what do I, how will this make my business better now? How will Mm -hmm. I, improve my family now? How will I make more money now? Or how will I be happier now? And those are wonderful things. But while we're looking at now, remember later is coming, God willing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what's the lesson in now mm-hmm. for later? You know, I tell people all the time, I learned a lot during my modeling years. Mm-hmm. I paid for my master's degree by winning beauty pageants. Wow. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I knew that I couldn't have a lifetime 
time of doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't very, you know, it wasn't really that likely that I could spend the rest of my life being on the cover of magazines. Mm-hmm. So what was I learning? I was learning a lot of lessons. Mm-hmm. I, I learned to talk to the cameramen and I learned mm-hmm. to talk to the lighting people. And I learned to talk to people about what they knew about business and connections and networking. Right. And that I took into this season of broadcasting mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of times people, you know, I could have spent all my time learning how to do my hair and makeup, which was the lesson for right then. Uh-huh. But the lesson for later was the business part and the technical part and how to take this and expand it into another career in front of a camera that had more longevity. Right. And so I think that's something that we all can do. Learn mm-hmm. the lesson in this season that will help us later on. Mm-hmm. And it is about learning all those tools. Um, you know, and it might not be something you use for a while. You know, it might be right. several seasons down the road before you do it. Um, right. But and and there will be things that you're obviously doing that you fail at that you learn from. Mm-hmm. You know, I it always kind of puzzles me when somebody says, I, you know, I wouldn't go back to fourth grade. I hated fourth grade. You know, or, or I'd never do that again. I, mm. I hated that. I wish I didn't have that experience. Oh. And I always am puzzled by that because. Well, there's well, we certainly have experiences and things that happen to us that we don't like that we you know wish hadn't happened. I still think that we should have taken the opportunity to have learned from those. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it maybe it was we well, just don't do that again. Ding bat. Um, or, you know, it, it there were certainly other things, you know, who who to work with, who not to work with, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, an example, you know, how to, do, you know, how to know your own contracts, you know, that happens frequently is, um, you know, a lot of times we, you know, we don't know the business aspects. And so we get stuck in things that we don't want. Um, you know, maybe it's relationships, you know, it was like, well, that was a poor choice. Why was it a poor choice? You know, why did I pick that person? And what can I learn from it to not repeat that? Mm, I'm interested in that idea, because my granddaddy, who was a World War II veteran, a great man of God. Mm-hmm. He used to say, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd come to him with a problem, and, you know, you'd come to him with a kind of a typical millennial problem or a typical mm-hmm. problem, and it would be sort of like, oh, this is the worst day of my life. I can't uh-huh. believe it happened to me. Oh, so-and-so broke up with me, or such-and-such isn't working out, or whatever it was that was extremely important at that right. present moment. Mm-hmm. And his answer was always, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because sometimes what do you learn from it. We sometimes though we have to wait to pass judgment on right. something. Mm-hmm. There were jobs I didn't get that a few weeks later when I got a better job, I was really glad right. that I didn't get. Mm-hmm. There were people I thought I liked, but then when I found out a little more about them, oh I'm so happy I didn't marry them. All right. Oh my goodness. But we'll see. So mm-hmm. sometimes we don't know enough to judge. Right. Yeah. And so what we can say is I, I'm in pain in this moment. This is making me sad or I feel mm-hmm. I feel like I wish I had gotten this or this had worked out. But until we know all of the rest of the story, it's like mm-hmm. watching a movie. And when we go to the movies and it's a blockbuster movie and you've got your popcorn and you're sitting there and it's all exciting. And suddenly, you know, there's a car crash or a monster comes out and or maybe some aliens or there's all kind of special things blowing up and all kinds of things are happening. That's not when you get up and leave the movie. Right. That's, That's when not when you go, good. wow, yeah, you don't go, oh, wow, this is really, wow, I don't know. No, you got to stay to the end of the movie. Right. Sometimes in the middle of our life when things are blowing up and the kids are acting crazy and the economy is not what we want and our job or our business isn't doing exactly what we hoped by now, we have to stay to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Just right. run on a little longer and see what the end is going to be. Right. And we can't skip ahead. You know, that's right. why people don't like spoilers. Right. Um, you know, right. we all want right. to know that, hey, you know, it works out in the end. And sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, you know, let's let's be real here. There's, you know, things things don't always happen the way we want them to. But I don't want to know that now. I just want to mm-hmm. be in this moment. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, it, it, it does, spoilers drives me nuts. Or the people that tell me, well, I always read the last chapter first of a book so that I know if I want to read the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, then why would you want to read the rest of it? I mean, you know, you know how it's coming out. Who, who cares? So, yeah, it is. It is about being in that moment and knowing, you know, stuff stuff is going to happen. But, you know, we'll just see how it works itself out. 
I think the other thing we need to do, and this is absolutely important, anytime we're making changes or decisions or anything like that, we need to practice humility. Mm-hmm. Humility comes before honor. Right. And humility says, I think I know. Mm-hmm. I think I'm right, but I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. I think I know, but there may be something I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that leads us to ask for help. Right. You know, that leads us to go to wise people or to pray or even to seek help from resources, books, or mm-hmm. uh, consultants, other people. I think a lot of the time we forget that the reason things go wrong in our lives is because there's something about that situation that we didn't know. Right. And that brings us to a lot more peace as well. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people say, how could I have done that? How could I have been so stupid? Well, there was something about it you didn't know. That's all. That's all it was. It's not an indictment on you or anything like that. It's just there was something you didn't know. Mm -hmm. And so in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. And so I really believe an important part of decision making, passing through change. You know, I make announcements. I tell people I'm the family business, so I have a lot of help. I have Mm -hmm. many, many people who help me do what I do and make it possible. So I'm just a figurehead, really. But I have a lot of people who are working behind the scenes to help mm-hmm. me do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times I make an announcement. I said, looks like there's a change coming and looks like it might go this way. What do y'all think? Mm-hmm. And everybody has a chance to weigh in. And I'm right. amazed when we use those perspectives that they see things I don't see. Everybody's mm-hmm. got a blind spot. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, you know, people see something I didn't even think of. Or they see something I didn't have any idea it was like that. Or they have, you know, just anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I think when we go to people, when we go to resources, even when we go to God and we ask for help, mm-hmm. there's a peace that comes with that. Right. We're at, you know, no matter what the outcome is, we know that we're doing everything in our power to behave wisely and well. Well, and, you know, especially entrepreneurs and small business owners, as yeah. you were saying that, I was thinking of them because, you know, for example, me, I'm sitting here in my spare bedroom, which is my home office. And it's me and the cats are down the hall and the dogs are downstairs, but it's me. And for entrepreneurs and small business owners, it is very isolating. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just going to networking and things like that. No, no, that's that's not what is going to help you. You have to have a team of people yes. that you can turn to. Um, you know, and, and that's something that I'm, I'm always talking about on the program is, you know, you have to hire the people to help you do the things that you aren't an expert in. And as much as we would all like to be an expert in every single thing, ain't going to happen. Right. You know, and, and so that's where mastermind groups and, and hiring, you know, whether it's a virtual assistant, consultant, you know, all those various things, because, again, we don't know everything. And, you know, and, and that's why, you know, it, you know, it, say parents that, you know, they oftentimes I, you know, I'm, I'm on Facebook a lot and I will, you know, see uh, parents that post, oh, my gosh, I just need to talk to an adult today because they've been, you know, with their kids. Now, mind you, they would not trade that for the world, you know, and, and, and bless them for being able to be there for their kids. Right. But sometimes they do need to talk to another adult. Yes. And, you know, and, and, and so we all have to remember we're not little islands. You know, this, this truly is something where, you know, whether it's virtual, whether it's Skype, whether it's going down the hall, you know, whatever, it's okay to reach out and ask people for their assistance. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I have this already in my DNA coming mm-hmm. from tribal culture, mm-hmm. that the idea of that a whole tribe right. is working together to make sure everyone in the tribe flourishes. Mm-hmm. But I think that also works in families. It works in mm-hmm. friendships. And I want to say that, though, the tribal relationship starts at the beginning. Right. And so I encourage, as a spiritual entrepreneur myself, I encourage people Start building real relationships. Mm-hmm. So often people network to get. Right. Or you only hear from people when they're in trouble or they want something. Can anybody help me with this problem? Mm-hmm. But really the wisdom comes out of a flow of relationship. Mm-hmm. There are so many conversations. I've just been having a conversation with other people. And I learn about an opportunity. Right. Where I learn about, oh, I wouldn't do that then. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. I won't do that. Mm-hmm. 
But I think a lot of those of us who are entrepreneurial or even in fields like the arts where you spend a lot of time creating and you have to be probably alone a lot of times mm-hmm. to do that, we need to make sure. I mean, I put my relationships at the forefront of what mm-hmm. I do. I don't want to just see the engineer or the sound man at the network and not know his name and what's mm-hmm. going on in his life because relationships are really what we're all built for and we're all right. about. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I tell people, don't wait till you're in trouble and then try to message everybody in the world to get mm-hmm. you out. Start with every week. Pick a couple of people that seem interesting on Facebook and mm-hmm. say hello to them. There's somebody on Instagram who looks like they've got it all together. Just say hi. Don't ask mm-hmm. for anything. Don't just hello. I mm-hmm. really enjoy your Instagram feed and I see that you're doing a great job in business. I'm in business myself. Just thought mm-hmm. I'd give you a shout out. Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised at what yeah. you learn from that. I mean, the least they can do is ignore you. Mm-hmm. The most they can do is you can develop a great business or even professional relationship with exactly. them. Exactly. And I think also it's very important at every stage to have people in your life at every stage. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something we have to cultivate in our lives. We need elders. Right. So who are the people who were in business before you were, mm-hmm. who may be retired now? But they still know an awful lot. They still have lived an awful lot. They've Mm -hmm. they've been through an awful lot. And when you talk to them, you'll get a breadth of perspective that you can't have right now. Mm -hmm. Who who are the people on the come up? Mm -hmm. You know, I always make sure that we have high school interns Mm -hmm. because they are taking a temperature we can't take. Mm -hmm. They know what's coming. They know what the latest is, the newest is, what's coming this way. Right. So... Why don't we have that as well? I mean, really, we need to nurture relationships at all ages and stages and all different kinds of people as well. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it, it's funny. I was remembering I had a guest on not long ago who I was talking with him. He has his own agency in New York City. Oh, wow. So that right there is impressive. Sure. And reading his information, you know, preparing for his interview, all these things, I'm thinking, holy cow, does this guy have it together? Mm. And... When I'm doing the little pre-chat with him just before we start actually doing the program, he tells me that he's 20 years mm-hmm, old. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even old enough to drink. <laughs> um, but, you know, he just, he was incredibly impressive. And, of course, my next thought was how many people completely ignore him or think he's only 20. Yeah. What does he know? They are missing out on so much. And the same thing goes with somebody who might be 85 years old or 90. You're saying, oh, well, what do they have that I can learn from? Oh, my. They have so much that you can learn. All of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every bit of it. Yes. And and I think, well, of course, again, I come from a culture where elders are precious. Right. And so um, elders are just the best. When I get in a tight place, that's who I call first. Mm -hmm. I do have agents and I do have lawyers and I have all that. But right. I get in a tight, I'm like, let me talk to the grandmas and grandpas mm-hmm. and see what is really going on here. Right. Because they have lived through it. They have seen it from all different yeah. levels. And I think there's something else. My grandfathers fought in World War II. Mm-hmm. And so they were always very aware and made us extremely aware of the importance of allies. Mm-hmm. We have friends. We have family. And that's very great. And I always, I mean, family first, definitely. Mm-hmm. But we also need allies. Mm-hmm. I might not be in the same business as someone else. I can think of people in my life that are allies. Mm-hmm. We may not ever go out and have you know dinner together or anything like that. But when they need media support, here I am. And when I need mm-hmm. graphic design, there they are. And mm-hmm. we're always on the same team. Right. And I think allies matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember my granddaddy saying, you can't win a battle by yourself. And he was painfully aware of that. Oh, yeah. You need allies. Mm-hmm. And right. allies make a difference. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage every small business owner, every professional entrepreneur, entertainer, artist, make sure you have allies. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have people who are on your side. They have your back. You nurture those relationships. Right. And it is so important that they are there to nurture. And, and you know, we definitely want to point out this is a two-way street. You need to be yes. nurturing them also. That's right. But make sure that they're not there to take advantage. Um, you know, you're in an industry where, unfortunately, I'm sure that happens a lot. All the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, oh, my gosh, this person's making a bazillion dollars, 
And, all, you know, they've got fifth cousins that they never knew they had, you know, and, and all these things. And so, uh, of course, what that does is that makes them very fearful of, you know, of things. And, but the same thing happens in the business world, you know, sure. where we think, oh, this is a great person. And then maybe they take our client list or, you know, they're really only concerned with selling us what their product is. Mm. So it's, it's tricky, but I think the important thing, and, and, you know, we've kind of glossed over this, but it's so important to be open to making sure that you have those relationships as opposed to being fearful that somebody's going to take advantage. I agree. And I think a big part of that, though, is in the approach and mm-hmm. in the ask. Right. You know, if you come to people with a gift, <laughs> mm-hmm. watch what they do. Right. You know, when people invite me to be on their radio show or on their TV program or to speak or to have a chapter in their book, I try to almost immediately invite them back to my show. Mm-hmm. I said, you did that with me. I did, and I can't wait till you come on because I think that's very important because mm-hmm. I want them to see that about my spirit mm-hmm. I, because that is the number one sign of gratitude. Gratitude gives. Mm-hmm. And so when I meet, you know, everybody wants a record deal these days, right? So everybody's right. like, hey, can you listen to my rap? Yeah. Listen to my mm-hmm. tape? I'm, you know, and I'm like, no, well. But the people who step to me and say, you know what? Um, I'd like to help you out. I designed this logo for you and I thought you might like it. So mm-hmm. how much money do you want? Oh, nothing. I just wanted to. And then right. turn around and say, well, let me hear that mixtape after all. Mm-hmm. Right. No, and, and it is about being open to those relationships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes will we get burned, sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, and, and that's, that's, but, but again, it comes back to you learn from that. And you go, okay, well, next time I maybe need to be a little more cautious. Right. Or check them out. You know, yes, all these right. various things, you know, and, and, but, you know, I, I always feel so bad when I know people who have closed themselves off from the world, you know, professionally, personally, um, you know, I, I have some family members that are like, I am never getting married again, oh, yeah. never dating again, never. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, that, that just, and, and they had horrible relationships, right. um, you know, and, and, but, you know, but me telling them. You know, not everybody's like that, of course, is not going to help. I mean, you know, that, that doesn't solve the problem. But maybe it's, you know, just being there for them when they need to say, this is really bad. I'm, I'm having a bad day. And not talk to them about, well, you know, who, who are you going to date next or, you know, all those various things. And, of course, the big thing is to not judge them. Mm, absolutely. I believe we have to make a decision every day of our lives. Are we loving people or are we judging them? And we better choose wisely because you cannot do both. And I think there's something else that will really help you. My brother said this to me one time. You never have to go all in, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's your marriage and your children, right. and your family. But when we're talking about business and we're talking about being an entrepreneur and we're talking mm-hmm. about, there are things, you know, I meet people all the time who say to me, should I quit my job and become a singer? Mm-hmm. And my answer is no, yes. no, no, absolutely. I don't even need to hear you sing. I need to uh-huh. say no until right. Have so many singing gigs that that mm-hmm. is your full time job. Mm-hmm. You need to be a person that does both, be multidimensional. Right. Mm-hmm. So that goes also with these kinds of allies and and friends and relationships and professional networking. We don't have to give people the key to the studio so they mm-hmm. can steal all the cameras and all the microphones and the equipment, right? Right. And start at small steps, vetting mm-hmm. people. You know, mm-hmm. if they're faithful and little, then they can have access to much. Mm-hmm. And so we can start with small things. I'm just right. a partner with you. I'm going to come speak for your event. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And if that goes well, then maybe we'll, uh, you'll come on my show. And then maybe, maybe we will put on an event together. But that's not going to be the first step. The first step is not that I take all my money and invest it in, you know, uh, the fund or the event right. or the product that this person is selling. You can take steps. Sometimes you have to do things in steps. Mm-hmm. And even the people who are scared to love again or scared to take a risk again, all of that just starts with a conversation. A lady called me. I do a lot of consulting and I do a lot of life coaching. And a lady called me and she said she just couldn't be hurt again. And she didn't know if she should date again. And she had just been heartbroken. I said, well, can you have a conversation? She said, well, what do you mean? I said, can you just talk to somebody nice at church? No mm-hmm. strings, no numbers, no nothing, just hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. She said, well, I guess I could do that. I said, with no expectations. This is right. not, you know, can mm-hmm. you start there? And then after about 90 days, she said, well, oh, that's been, I've been meeting a lot of nice people. Mm-hmm. One of them asked me for coffee. I said, well, can you drink a cup of coffee? 
Right. I mean, don't go to Vegas. Don't you look? Yeah. yeah, we're not talking about going to find Elvis to marry you. Right. And so she had coffee with a guy from her church. And long story short, they're married. Of course. Yeah, exactly. But, but, but it had... she did it in those baby steps, yes. like we were saying. Right. And I would have worried about her if she would have walked into my office and said, guess what? I just laid eyes on this guy and I'm going to marry mm-hmm. him. But over time and conversations and cups of coffee, which mm-hmm. turns into walks in the park and turned into mm-hmm. other things, she built the trust back that she had right. lost and mm-hmm. was able then to take this wonderful step and now is a very happy woman. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, it, it is about, you know, taking it one step at a time. And it's funny because we're impatient. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I saw something on, yeah. and this was, you know, several months ago now that, that said, you know, and, and I always laugh that, you know, I tell people I have the attention span of a gnat. Mm-hmm. And, and there have been studies now that show that we, especially Americans, have the attention span that is less than what a goldfish has. Oh, my. And I'm like, oh, man, a goldfish? Really? Wow. I mean, that explains a lot. But, yeah, there I am a squirrel, you know, and, and mm-hmm. we do want to get from point A to point B. Actually, we, we want to get, you know, from A to Z and skip everything else in between. Yes. And, you know, and, and it does now, we, you know, we might be able to go to A to D to F, you know, and, and kind of skip some steps. But it, we want instantaneous. I mean, you know, the cell phones. You know, I want to talk to somebody right now. I want right. to respond to my text right now. Right now. Um, it's funny. As we've been, you know, doing this, I've had several texts that have come across. And first one was just, you know, hi, how are you? And then, are you there? Are you there? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, really? You know, five years ago, we didn't have this. And um, but, and we have become the, the, the community, the you know, the, the nation, whatever, of... We want it right now. You know, we're yes. the, the microwaves. Um, one of my greatest pleasures now, and, and I've really discovered doing this since I became ill, is cooking. And people just, you know, people who know me, that is just the absolute most hilarious thing in the world. But to me, there's several things with that. You know, for one thing, as I'm cooking, I'm having to focus. Otherwise, I'm going to chop my thumb off. Right. And so I'm not thinking about anything else. And and it's the process. It's going through all of this. And some of us like, okay, not trying that recipe again. But it is about taking it and doing it step by step, as opposed to I brought bought the frozen thing and put it in the microwave. And it's just so much more enjoyable. Now the microwave food might actually taste better, but oh, I, yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully not. But but you know, having that process of going through it, I think to me is 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 what is so valuable in it. I agree. And I think that we have to remember that often the creator shows us our vision, our destiny, mm-hmm. our calling in the future. Right. So we get a picture, or we get a dream, or we get an inspiration, or we get an idea, mm-hmm. and it's usually the finished product. Mm-hmm. You know, it's me standing on stage receiving a Native American Music Award. Mm-hmm. And it's it's maybe, you know, a person that started their own business the day the business opens up and all the lights go on in the new building or, right. you know, the day you graduate mm-hmm. from college. And usually the vision doesn't include the nights in the library writing term right. papers uh-huh. and the time that you spend practicing your songs. And it doesn't include that one time when the new business flooded and you had to call the plumber in the middle of the night, you know, mm-hmm. right. it doesn't usually include real life. Mm-hmm. And so when... What's happening doesn't measure up with the vision. I always tell people that it's like the trailer of a movie. They show you the highlight reels to get you interested. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then once you're interested, there's a lot of work in our hearts that the process is designed to do. Mm-hmm. So that, that late night flood where you had to call the plumber, that was a chance for you to develop patience and fortitude and get ready so that when bigger disasters happen, you weren't so panicked. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think maybe the plumber turned out to be a great business contact. Exactly, you know? Right. Then he recommended your product and you recommended him and everybody mm-hmm. got blessed. But here's the thing. Trust the process. Mm-hmm. Trust the process. When I won the Native American Music Award, there was a reporter that interviewed me on the red carpet and said, mm-hmm. oh, you, you're an overnight success. And I said, well, if that's true, that was the longest night. It was a really long that night. That was the longest <laughs> night there's ever been. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I sang in little country churches. Mm-hmm. And the offering was $11. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember when I sang at small gatherings and, and pageants and, and things that were just getting me ready. They were the training ground. They were the, they were the training wheels to get me ready for the crowds that I speak to and sing to now. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was, I had small parts in movies and small parts on and little reports and all that. And we'd be so excited about that. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be in this. I'm going to be on. Mm -hmm. And we were so happy. And it was training me and giving me a set of skills that I would need for now and hopefully for even further down the road. Right. But here's well, the. And it's, oh, and it is, you know, it's, it, when we have, you know, when we see somebody who somehow had that overnight success, because every once in a while it does happen, it never lasts because well, they have built that foundation. Thing. Right. Shooting stars, mm -hmm. especially in my business. We see shooting stars all the time. Right. There are lots of pretty girls in the world. Mm -hmm. And yet many of them don't have longevity after their modeling career. Mm -hmm. right. There are many people who can sing mm -hmm. and they never, you know, we hear a one hit wonder maybe. And, mm -hmm. you know, and then where, hey, what happened to so-and-so? Right. There are many people who go into business and it flourishes. I mean, just think about the dot-com bomb, right? Mm -hmm, right? Junk bonds. And they make a whole lot of money for a season. But mm -hmm. it's a house with a foundation that stands. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not popular because no one ever calls you up and says, come over to my house and see mm -hmm. this foundation we're putting down. We're right. having a foundation party. Come mm -hmm. over and have some snacks and look at this foundation they're putting down for our new house. They call you to the housewarming party. Mm -hmm. And everybody compliments the pictures on the walls. And, oh, my goodness, these curtains are so nice. And look, mm -hmm. what's done with this carpeting? This is just so lovely. But none of that is what will make the house stand, especially right. when there's a storm. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times the process, the little, don't despise the days of small beginnings. Because mm -hmm. small beginnings is where you get enough character to keep you where you're going. Right. And if you cut corners, right. then you're going to have problems. I mean, the right. foundation is a great example of that. You know, if you oh, use yeah. substandard material, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, if um, you cheated at school, you know, mm -hmm. you really didn't deserve those grades, you know, all those various things lied on your resume. I mean, yeah. you know, it might get you where you wanted to go right then, sort of. but it's probably going to come back and bite you later. Absolutely. Because also you yourself, there that's where imposter syndrome comes into. Mm -hmm. There's a right. point at which you will lack the confidence. You will lack the ability right now when they announce my name and they pull up the curtain i know whatever size crowd there is i can speak to them i can sing to them and it will be fine mm -hmm. but when you don't have that confidence there's only so far you can go right and so that's why i love the process i love i don't always enjoy the process mm -hmm. <laughs> but i do love the process for what it brings out in us here's the other thing mm -hmm. that happens during the process we find out what we can do right we find out what we're made of I mean, maybe I thought I could sing, but now I know I can speak and sing. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe a business person that thought they were going to sell something now finds out, oh, they can also uh, consult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they can also counsel other entrepreneurs. Right. Wow. And how did you find that out? Because something in the process revealed it to you. Mm -hmm. And so if we fly by, it reminds me of one time we were all going on a trip and, and my family, I have a big family and we kind of all love to go in the car and everybody talks together and it's just mm -hmm. fun, you know, and we were going on a trip and we were trying to get to this powwow on time and we were literally just going and not paying any attention as to what was around us. Mm -hmm. And we started looking and we said, well, we're not seeing anything. Uh -oh. I don't think we can. <laughs> so we stopped at this service station. And mm -hmm. it really was a service station, like the old time service right. stations where they, they came out and helped. Right. And I, this, this gentleman came out and he said, well, hi, kids. And we're all like, hey, mm -hmm. he said, uh, what you looking for? And we told him and he said, you, you rushed right by it. Oh, no. Well, sometimes we rush right by it. We're mm -hmm. on the right path. We are in the right place and we miss the blessing that is right. there for us. Because we're trying to get somewhere else. We're trying to get to graduation day and we forget that maybe there's an internship along the way that will help us. We're trying to get, you know, I see people all the time who are trying to get married. And yet they miss all these friendships they could make along the way. And really nice people they might be glad to know. And maybe somebody, okay, you don't like him, but he's got brothers and cousins and friends. And yet we're all rushing this way. And we're missing what's along the way. And so I think about that so often 
in terms of, you know, business and being an entrepreneur, that mm-hmm. so many of the things unfold along the journey. The process teaches us who to be. The process mm-hmm. teaches us who we are. But the process shows us one other thing that's really important, and people don't like to talk about it. No. also shows us our limitations. Right. So, for instance, I know that I can sing, and you will love it, and I know that I can speak, and you will love it. But guess what I don't think I'm going to do today? I don't think I'm going to get out in front of a crowd of thousands of people and dance. Hmm. Yeah, I took lots and lots of dance lessons, mm-hmm. many years of ballet and jazz, mm-hmm. and now I do dance at powwows extensively. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, that's not my strength. So it would be much better for me to use my strengths and gifts and talents than to try to do something that maybe is just not part of the path that I'm on. Right. And this happens in the process, mm-hmm. you know, while you are doing things, while you are building your business, while you're networking, while you're making friends and associates and connections, you will learn some limitations. You know, I had a young lady come to me for consulting, and I do a lot of that, and I speak, and if any of you want me to come, let me know. But I was listening to her, and she said, you know what I realized about my business? I thought when I started my business, I wanted all these franchise stores. Mm-hmm. And then my son was born, and I realized, no, I didn't. Right. That really, I couldn't run 12 or 13 franchises, that the four I have is more than enough. Mm-hmm. Now, that's something that she respected. Many other people might have pushed past that and said, well, right. I'll figure it out. I'm just going to buy it. My plan was. Was, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And then been unhappy and missed mm-hmm. their child's first steps and been depressed and, mm-hmm. and been right. grouchy and all that and not really even known why. Mm-hmm. One young lady came to me for counseling and uh, consulting and she said, you know, she said, um, I'm not getting enough modeling gigs now. Mm-hmm. I said, well, you're awfully good with your hair and makeup. You ever thought about going to cosmetology ah. school and becoming mm-hmm. a hair and makeup artist? I mean, you know the business. Mm-hmm. You have connections. People hire mm-hmm. you. And she looked right at me and said, but I'm a model. That's what I've been told I'm supposed to do. And she was so wedded to that one word. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell her she couldn't model anymore. I'm just saying, here's another thing you can do that will make money for you and, and prosper you and be a blessing to other people because your mm-hmm. calling will always help other people. Right. If you're ever confused about that, that's how to tell. Does it bless mm-hmm. other people as well as you? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it could have led her into more modeling. Who knows? Who knows? Right. You know, and, and or something totally different. But you know, when she was fixated on that, but this is what I am. And of course, right. that is the problem with so many of us. You know, we we get fixated on, I am a this, I am a that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it, it's funny. I went to a networking many years ago, and th- this person was saying, you know, d- when you introduce yourself, don't ever use your title. Oh wow! Because people really don't care. Right. And and I thought about that, and I thought, you know what? That's true. You know, there are some things I want to know, and sometimes a title tells something about them. Yeah. But does it really matter if it's the senior VP of sales that you're talking to? Well, it depends on why you're talking to them. Right, yeah. But, you know, it's more than anything, I just need to know their name. And, you know, and, and, and they get caught up in those identities. I've, I've shared stories before um, with uh, when I was uh, back in Colorado and, and uh, doing a special Olympics event. And, and the uh, Denver Bronco wives were part of this. And, they were all delightful, you know, mm-hmm. nothing like what most people, you know, assume. And, and, you know, they were wonderful and wonderful, except this one woman. And she was an extension of her husband. And that was it. Oh, wow. When she, when we said, you know, what is your name? And so we actually had name tags on. So mine, of course, said, hi, my name is Deb. And her said, hi, my name is Mrs. You know, his name. Wow. Wow. And so I said, and it was his first and his last name. It wasn't even, you know, wow. Mrs. You know, and, and so I said, well, what's your name? And she said, I am Mrs. And I said, oh, I said, no, honey, what did your mother name you? And she said, I am Mrs. And then, you know, first and last name again. And aside from anything else, I don't think that marriage lasted a year. Oh. But I felt so bad because that had become yes. her identity. And, you know, and whether the marriage lasted or not, she had lost who she was. Right. Right. Well, here is the wonderful thing about life. 
You know, my granddaddy said one time, and I love this. He said, you know, if you're going the wrong way, it ain't hard. Just stop and turn around. (laughs) You know, and so often I think we make it dramatic. You know, I've got to, I'm going the wrong way in life. What should I do? And then we call 12 people and ask them Mm -hmm. and tell them all about it. And Well, how far are you going the wrong way? Oh, really Mm -hmm. far? How's the wrong way? Oh, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. What's going on with the wrong way? Well, I'm still on it. Why is it not working? (laughs) And all we really have to do, and that's where humility comes in, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I thought I was right, but I was wrong. I'm going to stop and revisit this, take inventory. It reminds me of a story that I included in my new book, What to Do If You Don't Know What to Do. And it's on Kindle if you would like to read it or share it. I have it right here in front of me. Oh, great. (laughs) Well, it all started actually that book because we went out to a very elegant dinner. Um, Mm -hmm. We were all dressed up, semi-formal attire. It was so lovely. And we went to this palatial restaurant that was just so gorgeous and everything. Mm -hmm had real waterfalls in there and Polynesian decor. It was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, during our supper, we heard the crash of plates breaking. Oh, no. Oh, yes. And there was a, a, a person that worked there, and he had a stack of plates, and it was a high stack. He was obviously not trying to make two trips. And mm-hmm. so he was walking, and the plates were falling and crashing. All of the diners were shocked and turning around and, you know, wow, what's happening here? And he started walking faster. And the faster he walked, the faster the plates fell. Oh, no. He was trying to get back to the kitchen, but the plates Mm -hmm. were falling and crashing and breaking. And now there's pieces of plates broken on the, and the ambiance is ruined and everybody's looking. And this little woman who was the server, she said, stop, just stop. Uh And he stopped. And when he stopped, she took half of the plates. Mm-hmm. And someone else came with a broom. And everybody got it all straightened out. Right. And that's what gave rise to my book, What to Do If You Don't Know What to Do. Because right. sometimes what you have to do is just stop doing what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't, ask don't for help. help. Ask for help. Mm-hmm. Oh, please ask for help. And even if you don't have any help, a book like mine, then resources are out there to help you. Mm-hmm. But I help. And here's the other thing. One thing about that situation, he stopped, he got some help, he got mm-hmm. they cleaned it up, they fixed the situation. We all went back and had a beautiful meal and it was fine. Mm-hmm. But I hope he learned a lesson about how many right. plates to carry at a time. Mm-hmm. Oops. I think I might have lost you. Are you there? Well journey. As there we go. As we move through the process, let's make sure that we learn the lesson. Let's make sure we're going the wrong way, that we learn that that doesn't work for us, and let's not do it two or three times Don't in our life. Don't keep going that way, silly. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Exactly. Stop dropping plates. Right. And I think that's a super important thing to remember, that we stop and turn around, but don't then immediately go back to what we were doing that got mm-hmm. us in trouble in the first place. Right. You know, and, and, and it, it might take two trips, it might take four trips, you know, whatever it is, but you can't keep doing what you were doing if it wasn't working. Well, all of the plates could have made it in one trip if he had started by asking for help. Right. Mm-hmm. If he had said to two or three other people, there's a whole lot of plates we got to move, can we all go mm-hmm. out there and move them? Yep. Then none of that would have ever so help is a very important part at the beginning as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we've got just about five minutes left. <laughs> I know. I, I, you know. That's the problem with this. I always, you know, I run up against the time frame and I'm like, oh, dear. Um, tell us about your radio program because it sounds absolutely fascinating. Oh, thank you. Oh, I love what I get to do. I love all of my career. But my radio program is called A Conversation with Don Karima. And it's one of my favorite things. Things I get to do. My grandmother said one time we were watching the news and she said, You know, I believe there's way more good people in the world than bad. The bad ones just get more publicity. And right mm-hmm. there, my son's born. <laughs> I thought, She's right. We need a show that spotlights positive people doing wonderful things to uplift others. And a conversation with Don Karima, Google it. You can find it on toptainmentradio.com. And it's available on iTunes as podcasts, free podcasts anytime. Also at talktainmentradio.com. And 
We're on syndicated uh, terrestrial radio stations and internet radio as well. So it's a show that highlights positive people making a difference in their communities and in the rest of the world. No bad news. There's plenty of that already. But this is just uplifting. It is encouraging. People come from all kinds of diverse backgrounds. And they are amazing, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and we need more of that. You know, I'm just going to put that out there. We need more of that because we do have negative. You know, and there's negative that's going to surround us, and we can wallow in it, or we can say, no, not today, not gonna, not gonna affect me today. I'm going to be positive and happy. Yes, absolutely, and that's my music as well. You can find my music on iTunes and Amazon, and every all the profits from my CDs, The Desire of Nations, which won the Native American Music Award and a Global Music Award, and mm-hmm. The Stars of Heaven, which won a Global Music Award, and also was nominated for an Indigenous Music Award, and then we mm-hmm. the um, Indigenous Artist Activist Award for my radio show. You can find my music on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, wherever they have some good music. <laughs> right, of course. And it's all uplifting. It's all clean. It's all positive. And mm-hmm. it's all encouraging. And all the profits go to charity to help me help oh, other people. I love it. You know, and, and I'm sure that you, your, your grandmother and your grandfather listen to your music. And so that's part of why you have to make sure that it is something absolutely. that they can listen to absolutely mm-hmm. my pastor my grandparents my mm-hmm. my little nieces and nephews everybody so it is music for everybody it is clean it is wholesome you don't have to worry if grandma's in the car you can still bump it up and put the bass <laughs> be all right nobody have to have to be embarrassed and so i just want you to know that also all the profits from my new kindle book what to do if you don't know what to do also go to charity to help me help other people as well i love it you know and, and i think that's what's so important about what you know, what what any of us do is what we've been saying. You have to be paying it forward. You have to help others. You know, if you go into it with that spirit of giving, then it does come back to you. Um, you know, when you go into something with the spirit of what can I get out of this, you might oh. benefit right then, but it's not going to be long term. That's right. And we all have to learn to play the long game. And one of the things about the people who appear on my show, a conversation with Don Karima is that every single one of them is giving love and gathering love. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we have to. You know, it's just, I, you know, I, I tell people all the time, why be around negative people when we can choose to be around positive people? And I, I make that conscious shift. You know, if there are just people who are negative. Mm-hmm. And for a reason, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to limit my exposure to them. That's- and so that also means limiting my exposure to, shall we say, Facebook television programs, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. no, you know, they, again, it's a choice. I can make that choice to not be associated with it. That's right. And you can also, some people tell me, I don't have any positive people around me. Everyone's negative in my family or negative in my neighborhood or whatever. Well, then listen to this show that we're on right now. Listen to this great show. Listen to my show. To people join, follow people on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter who are positive. Make a mm-hmm. culture of positive people yeah. around yourself. And, and be a positive. one of the biggest things. Volunteer. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many absolutely fabulous organizations out there yeah. that can just make your heart feel better just by going to them. That's right. And you can make a difference too. If there's no one positive around you, then be the positive person. Right. Right. Be, be that person. Be that person that you would like to have around you. Be that person, and you will attract more people who are right. Well, Dr. Karima, we are at the top of the hour, so tell folks one more time how they find you and connect with you online. Well, I would just love it if you would go to a conversation with Don Karima. You can find that at talktainmentradio.com or just Google it and start mm-hmm. to listen to some of the positive people on my show. You can find my music at iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, WrittenHeritage.com, and many other music services. You can find my books online as well. Amazon has them. And if you'd like to connect with me and get some positive energy every day, I'm on Twitter at Dawn Karima. I'm also on Dawn Karima as a Facebook fan page. Just like that page and you'll get positive, encouraging posts. And you'll be blessed. I really, truly believe that. So I'm easy to find. And every time you find me, my main goal 
in life is to love the creator and love others. And that always will give you joy. I love it. I love it. And this has been an absolutely fabulous program. I love all my my guests, but this has been one of the better ones. So wow. I, I love it. So I am Deb Creer. I've been having a fabulous time talking with Dr. Don Karima. And until next time, everyone have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.